welcome to Asia Gaming Brief's podcast series. Today I'm talking with Bill Mummery. He's the CEO of Kelton Manx and one of the best known figures in the world of sports betting. Today we're going to be talking about Bill's new live dealer studio, which has recently been set up on the Isle of Man. We'll also be talking about some of the sustainability issues facing the online gaming industry. So thanks very much for joining me here today, Bill. Um, see that you launched the Isle of Man's first live dealer casino studio uh, last year. Can you tell us a little bit how it's going, first of all? Yeah, of course. In fact, uh, as you say, it, it was the first of such ventures. One of the very pleasing things was that um, whilst we obviously have the technical skills within the business, the fact that we were able to build the facility during COVID and having regard for materials and equipment as well as skill sets, um, the whole thing uh, materialised just within three months, which was a fantastic achievement. I guess the decision to go ahead with the um, the investment was driven in part by COVID, of course, uh, and a realisation that when you are operating a global platform and Live Dealer Casino is extremely integral and important when you're serving the, uh, the Asian market, um, it was a little bit of a wake-up call that um, having one uh, location for a live studio was in itself a little bit of a risk. So um, as I guess with quite a lot of businesses, for all of the torment that we've been going through and continue uh, to some extent, uh, COVID has caused us to step back, reassess your your business continuity and your business plans and say actually now is the time to do xyz and 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 the live dealer casino was part of that um delighted with um its performance from day one delighted that in the middle of covid it created some 25 to 30 local jobs here in the isle of man um which relative to the you know the size of our community that was a welcome um bonus to to get the thing live using locally recruited staff that was actually going to be my next question the impact of COVID-19 and how that has helped uh, expand the base but do you see it also perhaps as being what's going to be a fairly essential tool for land-based operators going forward uh, absolutely, I do. I mean, if you take um, serious sports bettors, by which I mean people that um, do their homework, analyse uh, any and all statistics that are available, um, and focus on the, the the higher end of the leagues, European, the Premier League from the UK and so forth, um, they are very well informed. They're very dedicated to what they do. It's not for them a simple leisure product. Um, they take it somewhat more seriously. And actually, Live Dealer, if you look at how the, the soccer moves from Europe to the UK to another time zone, the Live Dealer is a mechanism which they use and they enjoy as those time shifts take place. So They've they finished maybe three games in the in the Bundesliga or whatever. They're waiting for our next set of games to 
kick off literally um, in, in a time zone that may be only be one hour different. Um, and whilst they're doing their homework around all of that, then the live dealer casino has quite an attraction. Are you seeing any particular trends in new games in live dealer or is it very much the classics that are still in demand? Yes, it is. It's very, it's very much the classic because they're they're highly repeatable. It's very easy to demonstrate that they are completely without bias, um, uh, and, uh, and 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 therefore they're they're well accepted. Um, what about localization? If your, I mean, your dealers are sourced locally. Um, you know, I've seen they tend to prefer dealers who look like they are in various markets how, how does that play uh you'd be surprised just how cosmopolitan the um uh the populace of the isle of man is and um i can i would say more than 50 percent of the of the current team um would not and and i don't like using these terms but would not perceived as being Caucasian, that they they have an element of uh, internationality uh, about them. I mean, uh, it's it's nothing to do with our industry. Well, it it has indirectly through software and companies like microgaming and so on. But the second biggest population group in the Isle of Man today, at about 8,000, is the South African population. You mentioned sustainability. Let's move on to that because as part of your um, your live dealer, uh, just looking at your slides of the solar panels and the Tesla panels, um, very exciting stuff. Tell us how important that is to have that stability and electric supply. Well, there's a slight irony in, in as much as, as, as I just mentioned, quality of supply of the national reticulated supply would today be a real USP. So the decision to make that investment was not predicated on addressing a a risk within the existing infrastructure. It was a first step towards a, 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 a sustainability um, goal. We, again, one of the pleasing things was that uh, the whole design and implementation of those systems, the 120 panels, the three Tesla walls uh, that manage the system, all of that was sourced and installed locally. So we're not short of skill set when it comes to these things. Uh, we decided that um, uh, we we had to be seen to make a contribution. As, the, as our industry progresses, then the nature of its systems, developments, and so on, means we will become more avaricious in our consumption of power, bigger data centers, more powerful equipment, so on and so forth. So we do have uh, an obligation, uh, probably more so than some other industries, to take it seriously, because we are fairly high up on on the scale when it comes to the amount of power that we consume. Four years ago, when we would, if we'd have been building the studio, you would have ended up with a diesel generator in the corner of the car park somewhere. We decided we weren't going to go down that route, and we we did our research, obviously. But the installation that we've completed, one is working beyond specification and beyond expectation. Uh, it's 
certainly covering the needs of our studio and more. There are times when we're uh, selling power uh, back onto the uh, national grid and we definitely are making a, a measurable contribution. And over the next two to three years, I can see that growing significantly. One last question on, on the industry as a whole. Um, how do you see online gaming evolving in the next sort of couple of years? Where do you see us going from here? Do you see more um, jurisdictions perhaps uh, regulating uh, with COVID being a bit of an impetus or do you see it going the other direction? How do you see the evolution? Well, first of all, um, I absolutely think it's a stimulus to taking a view as, as economies that tax and regulate is the sensible way forward as opposed to some form of prohibition. Um, and I think it's, it is at least 20 years old now as an industry and we've equipped ourselves very well and I think we've given by and large a very good account of ourselves. Um, Clearly, we have our detractors. Clearly, we are under the spotlight uh, in, a, in a number of ways. Um, but the reality is that we, we really have behaved in, in a very responsible way as an industry, as we were growing and learning lessons. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, with me, I've been talking to Bill Mummery, who is the CEO of Kelton Manx. Yep, watch this space. Very nice to chat.